Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey ladies, it's Shirley Strawberry. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get our goal of 100,000 black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for official rules and a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that could last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up, because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. Hey, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community. Letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, it is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and just click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter <laughs> live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. It could be yours. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, polite in the streets, rude in the sheets. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 52-year-old newlywed, and I married a pastor whose wife died five years ago. Long story short, I started attending his church around five years ago, and he was very polite and welcoming, but I had no idea he was interested in me. When his wife died, I attended the memorial service, and he gave me a lingering hug in the back of the church. I sent a card to the church, and he said a thank you note and said he loved seeing me during the 11 a.m. service. I mostly attended the 8 a.m. service, but since he said that, I started going to the 11 a.m. service. He politely greeted me every Sunday and thanked me for coming. 
I still had no idea he was interested in me. Then, out of the blue, he asked me to talk to him in his office one Sunday. He was very frank about what he wanted and how he wanted it. I was shocked to hear a very polite man of God talking like that, but I was aroused because I secretly had a crush on him. He told me he was lonely and needed a woman in his bed. He asked if I was interested in dating him, and he made it clear that he wanted to get married so he could have sex as soon as possible. My heart fluttered, and I got caught up in the idea of getting married. Close to a year later, we got married, and on our wedding night, we were intimate for the first time, and he said the most vile and offensive things to me from the time I started taking my clothes off till the bitter end. His language sounded like a porn video. I thought it was because he hadn't been with a woman in a while, but um, that's just how he is. He's not the polite old man with, that his church thinks he is. Is it something that a marriage counseling will fix, or should I get the marriage annulled before he gets worse? Mm, <laughs> well, um, this this is a problem for you because you say you're offended and uncomfortable. Well, that shouldn't be, and it's never good in any marriage. Uh, but many, many people are, of course, one way in public, and then they get behind closed doors in the bedroom, and, you know, they get wild. They're wild side shows. Uh, people uh, do what turns them on behind closed doors. But what I'm trying to figure out with you is if you're shocked at the fact that your husband is a pastor and he's talking like this, or you just don't like the dirty talk in the bedroom, period. Because at first you said, um, you know, you you were uh, flattered or, you know, you had a crush on him too. You were aroused. Um, you got to remember that um, pastors are human too. Uh, they are men, and that's what he is in the bedroom with his wife. He's not your pastor there, but he's a man, okay? He's a human. He's imperfect. He's impl- he's flawed. He's all that. Um, and you did say, like I said, that he was you were aroused when he brought you in his office. Um, that was when you should have asked him questions about what he meant by that and, and what did he expect. But you said you got caught up in the idea of marriage. You still didn't get married for almost a year. You had plenty of time to talk to him between your office visit and the wedding. That was almost a year, like you said, and you still haven't talked to him about it. You still haven't talked to him. You wrote us instead. You asked about counseling, which I always think is a good idea, especially before you decide to end your marriage completely. And, and, and you know, maybe Pastor Nasty can tone it down for you if he, if, if he knows how it makes you feel. You just got to talk to him about it. Steve? Nah, that ain't going to work. Nothing you say ain't going to work, sure. Nothing, Say it again. Nothing, nothing you said is going to work. Oh, well. This is a different kind of issue I, I here. This disagree. is not for counseling. I disagree with that, but go ahead. No. What, what, wait a minute. What are they going to say in counseling that he's going to be willing to say out loud? Because pastor nasty. Yeah, nasty pastor. I said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, this is trouble, but it's really not trouble, though. See, it's trouble, but it ain't. You 52. You have heard all this before. You just have never heard it directed at you. But you've heard all this before. There are no new words. There are some new ways to phrase it. And I think I have a way to help the pastor out. 
because so it, the pastor got this wife that died five years ago. You just happened to start going to the church five years ago. He was polite and welcoming, and you ain't know he was interested in you when his wife died. You went to the memorial service. He gave me a lingering hug in the back of the church at the damn memorial service. This ain't the time to start pushing up on nobody, pastor. But that's how you took it. I sent a card to the church and thank and a thank you note. And uh, why did you send a card to the church and a thank you note? For what? What was you thanking him for the lingering hug? A sympathy card for his wife. His wife's past. I sent a card to the church and he sent a thank you note. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, lady, okay, anyway, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Don't worry about that. Anyway, (laughs) you sent a card, and he said he loves seeing me doing the 11 o'clock service. I mostly attend the 8 o'clock service, but since he said that, I started going to the 11 o'clock. You didn't see the little subliminal gangster move he put in there? I need you to start coming to the 11 o'clock, because after that, I can have you over to the office and holler at you. But if you come to the 8 o'clock, it's too close to the 11 o'clock and too many people up in there, and I ain't going to be able to holler at you. So I need to subliminally suggest that you come to the 11 o'clock, and you fail for it. Hold that thought. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, polite in the streets, rude in the sheets. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Black representation is so important, it lets you know you can dream and realize those dreams. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Hey ladies, it's Shirley Strawberry. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It's crucial for us, especially as black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where release the pressure comes in. It's all about us. Black women sing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or our community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head over to iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for official rules and a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's 
Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP today. Together we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, everybody. This is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. But there's a great need for donations regardless of your blood type. Every day, the blood our people donate saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell disease. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Life is full of unexpected moments, some joyous, some challenging. From car repairs to unexpected vet bills to everyday expenses, Aspire Credit Card is there for you. The Aspire Cashback Rewards Card empowers you to manage life's everyday needs and surprises while rewarding you along the way. Enjoy 3% cashback rewards on your gas, groceries, and utilities, and 1% on all other eligible purchases. Worried about your credit? Breathe easy. With Aspire, less than perfect credit is okay. And guess what? You can see if you pre-qualify without affecting your credit score. Just head to Aspire.com and see if you pre-qualify now. The Aspire Cashback Rewards Card is your key to a world of convenience and is accepted at all your favorite stores where you can use MasterCard. Life isn't always smooth, but with Aspire, you'll never walk alone. Aspire is your faithful companion. Visit Aspire.com and see if you pre-qualify for the Aspire Cashback Rewards Card today. Build. Grow. Aspire. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. Subject, polite in the streets, rude in the sheets. Well, let's just get to what the letter's about. It really ain't about how they met. Now, she didn't marry this pastor whose wife died. And now the problem is, uh, she went into the pastor's office one day. And he was very frank about what he wanted and how he wanted it. I was shocked to hear a polite man of God talking like that, but I was aroused. See, right there, it worked. Mm-hmm. It, it worked. Effective. You were shocked, but you were aroused. It worked. Because you had secretly had a crush on him. He told you he was lonely and needed a woman in his bed. He asked me if I was interested in dating him, and he made it clear that he wanted to get married so he could have sex as soon as possible. My heart flooded. Oh, I got caught up in the idea of getting married. Close to a year later, we got married. And on our wedding night, we were intimate for the first time. He said the most vile and offensive things to me from the time I started taking my clothes off all the way to the bitter end. The language sounded like a porn video. I thought it was because he hadn't been with a woman in a while, but that's just how he is. 
He ain't polite old man he is at the church. Thank you. Is this something that marriage counseling will fix, or should I get the marriage annulled before it gets worse? So what I would suggest to the pastor is you want to talk vile to a woman. You have to start using different terms. You can accomplish this without cussing and without making actual vulgar remarks. I have a few things that I would suggest pastor start saying, and it'll come across and it'll get the pastor where he need to be, but without, but with only using regular words and animals. What animals? What? What? You need to use words. Yes. And animals. Yeah, animals. And sounds. you can get all this, not animal sounds. Uh-huh. No, you can be you can be vile, but you can, oh, spank my monkey. So you got to do stuff <laughs> like that. Oh, Have you lost your entire Where mind. you can say vile and nasty stuff, but it don't, if you just read it, it all it says is spank. The next word is my, and the word is monkey. But neither those words by itself are nasty. But when you put them all together and you use the right tone, oh, spank my monkey. When you say it like that, Pastor, you get to accomplish what you want. Get on this gorilla. See right there. You're saying <laughs> stuff that can be taken oh, another oh, way. I'm with you. Get with on you. this gorilla. You don't know <laughs> what he's talking about, but it'll accomplish what he wants. You know what I'm saying? You better be my wildebeest. You got to say yeah. stuff like that. You got to just get it out. You know, let me quack, quack on that duck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just got ways that you can give it to him. Let me milk your Skittles. You know, throw a candy in there every now and then. It don't yeah. always have to be stuff like that. You know what oh, you, you my black monkey mama. You know, stuff yeah. like that. You oh, my black offensive. monkey mama. What? It's not even a you, know, you know, you're being mild, but you're not really, you're, you're keeping it as a Christian. You know, oh, I'm going to crack that cricket. You know, you don't really. What? You're just yeah. saying stuff that can oh be gosh. understood like that. No. Oh, I'm going to chase that cheater now. Okay, get on, get on, chase the cheater then. Don't nobody got to know what you're talking about. You know, you lay down on my lion. All right now. Yeah, you know, come on. Lay down on my lion. That's the yes. king of the jungle. Yeah. See, you're able to talk vile to this woman with... With, and then you can throw in like scriptures. You a pastor, you know. Lazarus dead, but I ain't, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Throw a little, throw, a, throw a scripture. Come on, man. Just hey. say Lazarus died. We're out of work I, and we're going to hell. You know, that's all yes. them. You know, you, yes. you know, you know. Drink some of this jungle juice. You know, it's yeah. jungle juice. They had that. You should sell that at the uh, 7-Eleven jungle juice. You know. And th- those are the things that he could say to her then still be vile and maybe keep his marriage together. So if I was a counselor, that's what I would recommend because he likes talking dirty. and You just have to use clean words that insinuate dirty thoughts. And I'm very proud of that because yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to go back to calling this woman the names he's been calling her because she talking about the nose right now. Because I can tell you right now, Pastor talking so crazy to this That's crazy. Pastor talking so crazy to this Pastor, woman. Can I just throw one in here? Uh, let me just throw one in here. I just yeah, go ahead. I'm going to tear the stripes off this zebra. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got to get it like that. Yeah, you know. perfect. I love it.
blood. That's how it is right there, you know. Ah, the neck yeah. on this giraffe. <laughs> why don't you get on why don't you get on some of this croc could die? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just take your time and say it, Pastor. Yeah, yeah. You Come know on, what Pastor. I'm saying? You know, just kind of put it out there like that. Keep mm. it all animal. You know what I'm saying right there. Yeah. You know. Well, there's nowhere to go from here. Uh, I'm finna run up on you like a herd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you can leave us like your comments. Like a herd. On today's. You're going to think it's a lot of me. Strawberry Letter on Instagram at FM. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up next, Sports Talk with Junior. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, ladies, it's Shirley Strawberry. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get our goal of 100,000 black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for official rules and a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, and stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.